This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL versus NL. I can't shout over you. I'll tell you why. I separate this traitor. Are you a Maoist sir? Let's make debates great again. NL versus NL. Hi, I'm Meghnad and I'm in favor of big government. And I'm Abhinandan Sekri. I'm in favor of small government. So you want to go first, Meghnad? Absolutely. So first, to begin with, I would like to define what a big government is because I think that's important. How I see big government. According to me, big government is a government that should be in charge of providing basic necessities like food, healthcare, education, and guarantee a minimum income as well, if possible. what this would do is it would ensure a basic standard of living for all citizens so that everything else they do is all on top of it right so it's like the maslow's pyramid where the basic needs of the basic you know the lowermost uh, section is met so that you can go for luxuries and you know innovate and ed- uh, higher education etc but my also one more thing i would like to define about big government is that i want a big government that also enables civil liberties so while there is a control of government over basic necessities this is it is also important conversely to have civil liberties where every citizen is free to criticize the government call them out whenever they are not delivering the services and not ensuring the basic standards of living unless we have a combination of both that is when big government would fail so right out there i would like to say that there is a caveat to what i define as big government it only works if there are civil liberties okay so i'm glad you defined that big government saves me my few seconds but i you can answer this when you have your next 5 minutes when you say that that maslow's pyramid everything that is stacked up on that is that also government provided or not in your vision of big government i'm in favor of small government while i understand that government should provide healthcare education and an infrastructure and a policy framework which is equitable and provides everybody the opportunity so in my small government you can have very high taxation but yet the spend on the government is small and why i say that is like india is a case of big government and while i am in no you know way in favor of what mr manishankar ayer used to say this world bank wale or imf wale i'm not in favor of those wale ki sab kuch privatize kar do because you have to have a framework that privatization can work i don't think having the kind of ministries and bureaucrats and minister of states helps they are a huge drain to the exchequer they provide very little input and i think we have a mindset and at the risk of sounding a bit like tavleen singh a socialist mindset of nehruvian socialism that we think that if we remove these people somehow what will happen on the contrary them staying there makes our free markets even more corrupt in fact if you remove them and i'm not saying the, the private sector is not corrupt it is corrupt but all i'm saying is big government does not ensure that doesn't happen and i am in favor of regulation but i'm not in favor of an overwhelming bunch of regulators uh, just like the us constitution is a very short i think 4 5 page constitution yet there is certain clarity to it that this is what are the fundamentals and they leave it to the wisdom of the judges and the judiciary to interpret that we have the longest written constitution but yet it is the most vague so i think a constitution is a is a metaphor for a government it's really big but provides no clarity and for a country like india a small government will not only ensure that we have to act harder and faster to make sure that we reclaim the markets and enterprise it will become a necessity 
Okay, so you have made a few points and now let's get into round two of our arguments. Okay, I hear you and I do not agree with a lot of things. So first thing that you mentioned, which is corruption, right? And I think this is one of the biggest arguments against big government that uh, corruption is what is enabled by big government because obviously when you give more power to a certain entity, then there is obviously a lot of corruption involved. Plus, if you involve more people in that structure, then also obviously there'll be more corruption involved. But I feel like it cannot be an argument because it's not like small government does not have corruption. You also mentioned that private enterprise also has corruption. So I agree that is a thing. But it's always a question of rule of law and justice, right? It, it should be applicable to everyone equally. That is essentially what the justice system should be. But right now, most of the corruption that is happening is related to crony capitalism. Basically, law is not applicable to everyone equally. So as a result, private enterprises finding loopholes in this big government and therefore this whole argument is coming in that corruption is a result of big government, right? So if you make your law and justice equitable, if you make it so that it is applicable equally, if you make the enforcement so that it is enforced equally, I genuinely feel the corruption argument does not stand. Right? Again, here is where the civil liberties parts comes in again, where uh, everyone should be allowed to point out what the government is doing, right? So if there is a certain amount of element of corruption going on there, we should be able to point out that this corruption is happening. But what so happens is as a result of power structures, the government usually tries to cut off those civil liberties, which I think is... One interjection is that when I see the fulcrum point of your argument is that there should be justice Hmm. and equal opportunity to avail that justice. So would you say one can increase spending on courts by a lot, you know, give judges, you know, get 40 more judges, get get people educated, have programs for the judiciary, but reduce government? Wouldn't that accomplish what you're saying? And I think the amount we'd have to spend to redo our courts all over the country, the high courts, from infrastructure to judges to, you know, cabins, it would be a fraction of if we take that away from government as we know it. I think the one thing that uh, we have to go back to again and again here is the structures that you're mentioning. So judiciary is a pillar. The legislature is a pillar. Executive is a pillar. So what a big government would have, these pillars are extremely big, right? What I think we need to do as a first step is decentralize, right? So like, for instance, you're mentioning courts. I think a decentralized court system will work more efficiently than a centralized Supreme Court-based sub-judgment, sub-important judgment, Supreme court Dega type of court system. But also with regards to the legislature, uh, in 1992, uh, there was a constitutional amendment made which gave 29 subjects to the panchayats. Uh, and urban local bodies. And it was mandated that every government has to devolve that power to the In July this year, uh, Venkaya Naidu actually made a speech saying that this has not happened. It's been 27 years and you're essentially violating the constitution now. That you're, you're not devolving power to local bodies. So when I'm talking about big government, we have to look at it from the lens of what it is doing rather than how it is structured. So what it is doing is ensuring a basic uh, standard of living for everyone. But it doesn't always do that. The standard of living, I think, is ensured by the financial resources available to a nation or a society. The financial resources available to a nation or society, a part of it, and I think a smaller part, comes from government. But the majority of it, 
comes from the private sector. And I think that is true the world over, especially for a country like India. And here context matters since we're both Indian and I guess we both have India in the back of our head <laughs> that, that when we're talking Hopefully. about <laughs> India doesn't, it's not a Venezuela, although Venezuela also the big government, we saw what it did. But even when the Chavez years, when the going was good, it was because they have probably, I think, uh, if I'm not wrong, the largest reserve of oil in the world. It's larger than Iraq also. So they have that resource that the whole world needs. Uh, Saudi Arabia can have, it's not like a government, a big king who fucking decides everything from where you'll sleep, what you'll sleep, mm. who you'll sleep with and how many wives you'll have. But so a country that doesn't have those resources, it doesn't work. Private sector has to be the one that provides it. Now, because economic arguments are often very difficult to prove the contrary because that's happened. You have to create the same environment, same like in the US after Lehman happened. Was the stimulus did work or did not? Depending on which economists you speak to, the ones who didn't want the banks to build out, they say it didn't work, see it still caused so much. The ones who said it worked say if it hadn't happened, you know, this would have happened. But you can't go back to 2008 and then redo the whole experiment. by. It. Hmm. So I think the closest we can do in today's day and age is China and Hong Kong. Hmm. One country, two systems. Okay. China, in one sense, many would argue and, you know, a lot of our country says, of course, our Hindu fanatics are a little nuts. They abuse communism all their lives and then they say we want to be like China and uh, of course you, they can't explain <laughs> that conundrum but China mainland China has institutionalized corruption at a level that no I think nobody in the world has been able to do hmm. it's human rights abuses are amongst the worst in the world Absolutely. big government achievement it's treatment of the minority is the worst in the world big government achievement it's chronic corruption is the worst in the world big government achievement their surveillance system what you said you know giving people a safe environment to live is the worst in the world big government achievement same country, take Hong Kong. Hong Kong is, you know, I, I've been there and it's a phenomenal country. The infrastructure they have, the private enterprise they have, yet it has very strict regulatory. It's not that you do 2G, 5G, 8G, jail. Same country, two systems, and you see, as soon as the Chinese started introducing their big government into Hong Kong, we've seen what's happening. So, so. So uh, that's the closest it comes to when it comes to observing the same phenomena in the same country. So you are talking about China, which is full communist, right? And I'm more talking about a big government which has that civil liberties freedom built in, right? So again, we have fall into this. Give me an example. We fall into this trap very often that we look at extremes, right? So you obviously gave the example of China as a big government, which is a big government. I admit it didn't work. I admit that. But then we also tend to uh, not look at other basically examples of big government, but working. For instance, Canada, where the healthcare system is nationalized. For instance, UK, where again the healthcare system is nationalized, right? And if you look at all say, small governments, like this is a regular argument that people make, they look at like, for instance, USA for as a beacon of uh, you know say capitalism and like a small government they look at japan but you have to look at also how much debt they have they have accumulated 237% debt japan and america is at 105% debt to gdp ratio the other thing that america and of course japan have as a feature is inequality in India also, the moment we talk about small government, and I think this crony capitalism is a form of small government, I think inequality will go up by leaps and bounds, which is already happening. Russia, as since you're talking about communist country, is one of the most unequal countries in the world. Right now it is the most, and we are our number two, right? So that is one of the results of big government. So, uh, small government, not small. big government. My bad. So the Canada and the UK example you gave, 
I'm in no way saying that healthcare should not be prioritized government. I, I am saying healthcare should be prioritized government and education, but I'm saying that is all. I don't think we need a ministry of information broadcasting. I don't think we need a ministry of culture. I don't think we need a ministry of, um, I don't know, we of course need a ministry of environment. That is something that should be highly regulated. But I think we have some 67 central ministries, if I'm not wrong. 57, 58. Uh, 58, uh, uh, yeah, or some of them ministries. I think around 20 of them can be done away with easily. Even if you triple the Ministry of Health, even at a state level, and get rid of 10 other ministries, your government, I think, would still you, go down by 50%. And you said you said regulation is what uh, you don't you don't want, right? You want minimal regulation. So tell me what kind of regulation you want. I'm okay for regulation. I don't think regulation necessarily means big government. Big government is about size. Just like I said, the size of the U.S. Constitution isn't that huge. But it is adhered to because there is clarity. So the length of a document has nothing to do with how efficient or effective it is. Similarly, the size of the government has nothing to do with how efficient or effective it is. So that is what I mean when I say I want regulation, but I don't want a big government enforcing it. It is there in place. It's done. It's settled. You, I don't want like a thousand bureaucrats enforcing but that. Then, but then how will you regulate it? If there is no government structure, how will you do it? I'll tell you in my concluding two minutes how we'll do it. But... Needless to say, inequality I will address also in my last two minutes. Okay. Now, when you talk about inequality, I think inequality in America is a problem, although it is way more than India. Inequality in India is more dangerous because I think inequality where your poorest are getting 2,000 calories. They have five meters of cloth to cover their body through the year and they, have, they may not have the healthiest of food, but they have a full stomach by and large. There is very little chance of that society becoming unstable. A society where even a smaller inequality, but where the poorest don't even have enough to eat, where there is no basic dignity. Which is our case. That, which is our case. Then you are completely fucked. So inequality also, I think, has a context of what is the scale? At what, what level are you? And the second thing is, you know, when it comes to uh, how will I make regulation happen with big government? I think that is where the big government supporters make the biggest mistake. They assume that a large number of people is required to enforce. A large number of people is not required to enforce. You have to have the body, whether it is, you know, the regulatory body for the telecom sector or for the internet or for the security and exchange. Once those rules are in place, there is the court. If anything is challenged, I mean, violation happens. It can be dealt with because it's in black and white. The problem is big government inevitably will never put stuff in black and white. It is open to interpretation of the bureaucrats sitting there, the minister sitting there. And I can tell you, I have been a victim of that in my personal life, uh, as in professional life, but in, in my enterprise. So, I mean, if I were to just, I have a few seconds left. If I were to just sum up the misconception that big government supporters do, which you are also doing, you assume to enforce regulation, which is important. I'm an anti-regulation libertarian. Big government is important. It's not. So you go back to size again. I genuinely feel that in a country which is ours, which is so diverse, so many states, so many individual uh, cultures and individual cultures and needs, etc. I genuinely feel there is no getting away from the size of government. But what I want in a big government is decentralization. I keep going back to that because what, what people think is big government is this centralized power where everybody's calling shots, etc. Like for instance, your example of what kind of difficulties you faced, right? You went to the central government to get it cleared, which is, you know, I'm guessing the clearance of money coming in, etc. Now, what, what if you had an opportunity to go to, say, for instance, the Delhi government? 
right or you had a single window delhi government which is basically dealing with even these things why can't we trust local level bureaucrats and officers with things like these right if there is an appeal that can go up like a court system but why do you from tamil nadu have to go to the central government to get something cleared for a business which you have to start in tamil nadu right and there are so many cultural differences that come between delhi and tamil nadu so in that whole mess of translation understanding sensibilities what kind of business approach they have it gets into a mess so what we need is a big government which is extremely decentralized to the local level where basic delivery is ensured on a local level I keep giving this example your pothole is not going to be fixed by the prime minister of india it is going to be fixed by the guy two doors down which is a local corporator who you can go and scream at every single day while going to work you can literally stop your car look outside tell him mera road fix kar de every day you can't do that to the prime minister of india so big government is necessary more people are necessary but then accountability has to be decentralized functioning has to be decentralized so before we say goodbye and go out and beat each other up meghnath i have three questions slash comments for you right one is that when you say that you know from tamil nadu to up why should the center decide yes there are certain things like whether this pavement the master plan of the city that state in any case decides but there are certain things that have to be decided uniformly throughout the country otherwise the country would go into a tailspin so how do you ensure that that is one secondly when you say a big government has to be man- i mean regulation has to be manned by more people and therefore why can't you go to delhi are you assuming that people at state level are more honest than pe- bureaucrat at state level are more honest than bureaucrat at central level it is the same bureaucrat i think that is a bias sweeping in because you are an aptard and you hate modi thanks man <laughs> and i don't have a third comment my third comment is dubara <laughs> says the guy who started up okay so like was a, was instrumental in starting up mere ko sikha rahe ho ruk jao all right i have two questions now three questions actually or more comments i'm going to turn my comments into questions now so <laughs> <laughs> like a good debater so you said that uh, the regulation has to be uniform why do you why are you so opposed to the fact that regulation might be uniform but enforcement can be decentralized regulation has to be uniform of course to make some sense of it but enforcement has to be decentralized the second thing you mentioned about state level babus etc are state level babus more corrupt Well, of course they are maybe probably more corrupt but can you also deny the fact that tumhare ghar ka corporator tumhare ghar se pass rehta hai and he is more accessible or not because you can't go to a finance ministry and scream at them but you can always go to a corporator and a mla and scream at them so the distance of accountability is reduced so are you opposing accountability So Abhinandan how does it feel to have a conversation and not fight Maza nahi aaya when i tried to kick you in the shin your table mere joote pe lag gaya I, i think i'll have to go for a run up debate maza nahi aaya gd gd bakshi bole kya but gd bakshi can uh, maybe not argue about big government and small government doesn't matter no Ar- one is listening <laughs> <laughs> all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.